What's up, Freedom Church family? We are so glad that you've decided to join us today. Here at Freedom Church, we believe that God's word is crucial to experiencing his true freedom. We pray that you will find hope and that God will speak to you wherever you are through today's message. We're so thankful for you. We're so thankful for you. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Shall renew their strength. This is what happens when you wait. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for the reminder that if we wait on you, you will renew our strength and we will be able to soar. Thank you for this reminder. And as we get ready to listen to your word, as we get ready to listen to what you have to say today, get our hearts ready, get our minds ready. And bless every person in this place. I ask you, in your name we pray. Can we give God a praise right now, just where you're at? Amen, amen, amen. It may be uh, Super Bowl Sunday, but uh, the Chiefs and the Eagles didn't die for me, so I'm good. Amen, amen. They didn't die for me, amen. So I'm giving praise and lifting him up. And I got one hour until kickoff time, y'all. So, yeah, got the whole day, Ada. You better tell them. Amen. I'm so glad that you guys are in the house today. And, and God really has given me a word for, for his people. I really believe that it's going to bless your heart. And it's talking about not only the present that you're going through, but I believe that God is getting ready to do more than what he's already done as we speak. And this, it really surprised me. It caught me off guard this week. I said, God, what are you going to tell me? We got a steward, you know, you're going to tell me that we got to go through the process. You got to, and, and I felt God say, there's more coming. There's more coming. Amen. There is more coming. You better believe it. Amen. So Genesis chapter 26. Let's go to it. Genesis chapter 26. And we're going to go to verse 12. I know Pastor Brett just got y'all out of Genesis. I'm taking y'all back to Genesis. Amen. I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Every time he takes us out of a book, I'm going to go back to the book. But this is what God placed in my heart and I believe is going to bless the people of Freedom Church and their families and their destinies. Amen, somebody. Verse 12 says, Isaac planted crops in the land and the same year he reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. Who blessed him? The man became rich, not pastor rich, rich like money. And his wealth continued to grow 
until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. Uh-oh. So at the wells, or so all the wells that his father, Abraham, servant, had dug in the time the Philistines stopped up, filled them with the earth. They closed them. And Abimelech said to Isaac, move away from us. You've become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away from there and he had camped in the valley of Gerar where he settled. And Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had closed up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names as his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Gerar quarreled and, with, with those of Isaac and said, the water is ours. Okay. So he named the well Essek because they disputed with him. Then he dug another well, but they quarreled over that one as well. So he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well, but no one, no one quarreled over that one. And he named it Rel Haboth, saying, the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in this land. Hear what the Lord is saying, I'm telling y'all. From there, he went up to Beersheba. That night, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and will increase the numbers of your descendants for the sake of my servant, Abraham. Isaac built an altar there, and he called on the name of the Lord. He, he, there he pitched his tent, and there his servants dug a well. Amen. Before you sit down, I would like for you to understand the theme of tonight's message. Y'all ready for it? I didn't hear no amens. Y'all ready for it? Amen. The theme of tonight is wells. 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 Thank you, worship team. I appreciate you. Wells, wells, wells. Amen. I've been thinking about this week about contention, conflict, about arguments that arises duly because maybe it's your fault, maybe it's not your fault, maybe the person had a bad day, maybe, maybe the person is not having such a, a wonderful day as they planned, and, and because of that, they had contention, they had arguments. I, I don't call it arguments with my wife, I call it friendly disagreements. <laughs> friendly disagreements. My wife and I have strong characters, and, and we believe passionately about the things that we actually believe. I, I am not the person to change my wife, because I am not the Holy Spirit. Okay, thank you, Ada. Somebody got it. I, I, I can't 
change her. She can't change me. There's nothing that we can do to change each other, right? It's almost Valentine's Day, so I'm giving y'all free relationship advice. I can't do nothing to change her. She can't do nothing to change me. What we can do is appreciate the differences that we have and pray for one another. I can allow the Holy Spirit to put inside of her heart just the way the Holy Spirit puts it inside of your heart while you're sitting there listening to my voice. And I'm thinking about contention. I'm thinking about how many times we, we fight for things that do not matter. I feel like there's times where you're wanting to argue with people and, and their, their argument, it, is, it does not have no value, it has no base, it has no foundation, yet you are so argumentative, yet you are so a, a, a warrior that you just want to argue and you want to let that person know that they're wrong and you want to let them know, hey, I want to let you know that you're wrong. And I've been thinking about this topic about contention, how, how, how things can get out of hand because of contention there are many families that do not speak to each other till this day uh oh pastor don't get in there you just started it's valentine's day super bowl sunday but i gotta let you know before the chiefs and the eagles fight against each other to get that super bowl ring i gotta let you know that there are many of us that we argue points that do not have validity inside of god's eyes we might think it has value we might think it it will earn us a spot in the best argumentative person that has ever lived but in reality there's moments where god wants you to stay quiet and let him work contention fighting 24-7, there's always this contention that's going around, and the enemy is at the forefront of contention because he wants to divide. He wants to steal. He wants to rob your joy. That's what he does. That's, that's his job, and he's very good at it, folks. What, what our job is is praying and reading the word, but we are lacking on that every day. Just giving y'all some some free things here before I really get into the nitty gritty. I know it's basic. I know, I know it's like, hey, this is just elementary type of, 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 of a message of, hey, don't fight. Just be lovey-dovey with each other. I am telling you this because God is helping me through these situations. I fight for things that matter to me. I, I argue Points that matter to me when someone is doing something so dumb. The first thing I want to do is just, mm, hey, listen, do you know that you're doing something dumb? And God has really spoken to me in this season and saying, hey, I do not need you to help me in situations. I do not need you to be an advocate for the things that people are doing dumb. I need you to pray for them, and I need you to declare their victory in private and see it publicly happen when I do it. It's different, but we're, we're argumentative. The church has really become a place to argue. 
I don't think that you know what you know. I don't think that that person is really Christian. I don't really think that you know what you're talking about. I really think that you're devoid of biblical standards. I really think, and back and forth we go in contention with something that's not going to add nothing to value because you're not God and I'm not God and we're still stuck at zero. Contention, arguments, constant. And I've been thinking about this thing because contention can be most of it because of our faults, because that's who we are. We, we like to tell somebody that they're wrong. But in reality, sometimes God allows contention in your life to move you from the place you're in to the place you're supposed to be. Hear me. Here we have a story. Very simple story. Abraham is called by God. He is declared the father of many nations. And now he has a son. His name is Isaac. Isaac has grown. He has a wife now. He, he, is get, he has all the inheritance that his father has given him. And remember, they are walking in a promise. What is the promise? I'm going to give you a land that is going to flow with milk and honey. I'm going to give you the descendants and that, that are more numerous than the stars. They have a promise. Promise, not, not from someone that cannot keep it. They have a promise from God. And now Isaac is in a situation where he lives in the land of the promise, but the land of the promise has a famine. And now Isaac has to decide that he needs to go before everything that God has given him dies in his hands. So he decides, I got to go to Egypt because the land that you promised me at this point is, has, or has a famine. It doesn't have anything to offer. So Isaac grabs all of his belongings and he starts walking and his mission is Egypt. God speaks to Isaac and tells Isaac, hey, I never told you to leave the promised land. I never told you, I never told you to go to wherever you wanted to go. You're scared because there's a famine, but I am still God in the famine. Amen. So he tells Isaac, do not go down to Egypt. Isaac had already traveled. Away is gone. What happens next is that Isaac carries a promise from God. And the Bible says that, that he plants crops. Hear me. He planted crops. And all of a sudden in that year, his return was astronomical. His return was like nothing that they had seen. He planted and he got back a hundred folds. Now, hear me out because what happens next is that he grows so much that the people around him start noticing his growth. And the Bible says that they get envious of his growth. They get upset that he is growing. Have you ever had people that are envious because of your growth? 
Have you ever had a person that looks at you and goes, you look different, you're acting different, you talk a little bit different. The way you're moving, I don't like so much because they're stuck in a hole with you and because you have found an opportunity to get out of the hole, now they don't like you. While you were in the hole, they gave you hugs. While you were in the hole, they embraced you. While you were in the hole, they loved you. While you were in the hole, they gave you everything you needed. But once you start outgrowing the hole, once you start outgrowing the things that used to keep you limited, now people start looking at you a different way. They start looking at you and say, I didn't know that you were going to get that grown. I didn't know that you were going to get that, that knowledgeable. I didn't know that God was backing you up like that. And they feel a certain type of way. And so now Abimelech and his people are looking at Isaac and they're saying, wait a minute. Why is he growing so fast? How is he growing so fast? Because they're looking to see if they find a technique that Isaac has that they don't. Hear me. This is not about a technique. I want you to hear it from your pastor's mouth. This is not about a technique. This is not about who has the best tempo. This is not about who has the best musician. This is not about who has the best comfortable seats. This is not about what we can offer you on Valentine's Day, on Christmas Day, on Thanksgiving Day. This is not about a festival. It is not about all the toys we can give your children. It is not about anything that we can offer you. This is a promise from God. So they are looking at Isaac and they're bothered because they have planted and not reaped like Isaac has. It ain't my fault that God gave me this promise. You're looking at my promise as I am trying to t do a technique to make it work better than you. I'm not even worried about you at this point. And my crops are growing not because I'm comparing myself. Because I'm trusting God for what I planted. So Isaac is told, hey, I need you to move because you're becoming too powerful. Hear me. There's a season in your life where you start losing people because they no longer match with the mentality that God has you taking in. There is a moment where God starts allowing things that are next to you to fall on purpose. And you're saying to yourself, but me and you, we were, we were sharing a land before. We ain't had no problems, no issue. We, we didn't. I, I want to let you know now growth doesn't happen overnight. 
the Bible says that he had to wait a whole entire year until he was able to receive what he had planted. So I'm letting you know now, the first month, the second month, the third month, the fifth month, the sixth month, ain't nothing still grown for Isaac. But the moment came where they were starting to see that everything that God had over his head was growing. You might not see it now, but it's coming. They said, Isaac, I need you to leave because you no longer fit our pattern. You're too powerful for us. Do you know why is it that some people want you away from them? Because they cannot control you anymore. Uh-oh. 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 This is the Bible. I'm not. This is the Bible. They can't control you anymore. My job as a leader is not to control you, it's to develop you and to encourage you to do what God has called you to do. The moment that I take that responsibility to control you is the moment that I lose God's favor in your life. People like to control what they can dominate and they like to control what they feel like cannot outgrow them. But once you outgrow them, they start treating you different because you have outgrown them. And they can't control you any longer. So they will tell you, if I can't control you, then you need to leave. They kicked Isaac out, out of his place. Remind you, I want to remind you that... The place that Isaac is in belongs to Isaac. The place that they're kicking Isaac out of belongs to Isaac. It belongs to Abraham and Isaac. And they're kicking him out because they don't know what the promise is, Pastor Rich. They were not there when Abraham received the word. They're not there when God gave the word to Isaac. And I'm going to tell you something. Stop wasting your time explaining what God is doing with you to other people that were not there when God told you. Stop it. The reason why I did what I did was because that um, the reason the, this is the reason. No, 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 no. You were not there, so you're not going to understand, baby. If I, if I take the time, you still not going to get me. I can break it down like baby food, and you still not going to get me because you were not there when God revealed it to me. So they don't know. They're kicking him out of his own land. And the Bible says that they closed up all the wells that his father had dug up himself. Hear me. They closed the wells up. <clears throat> they did it spitefully because they knew that, that Isaac was growing. They knew that Isaac was doing things. So I'm telling you right now, when, when there is growth, there is also contention. And when there is contention, when there's growth, you just got to depend on God to take you out of that contention. And you don't have to do nothing but wait. They closed his father's wells. 
where water was flowing, where, where people were getting fed, where people were getting nutrition, where people were getting life, they closed it up as if they can close anything that God has opened. I, I want to be honest with you because I don't want you to think that when you are growing, the, 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 the excitement of contention is over. That's when it starts even louder. Because it is okay. Nobody's really going to fight with you if they're not threatened with you. If I see a person, you think I'm going to fight with a roach? My wife will because I don't know. She's scared of them. But you think I'm going to fight with a roach? You think I'm going to start arguing with a roach? I can step on you. You're nothing. What would you think? What, what am I going to waste time with? But if a bear comes. You best believe that I might have a couple of words of surrender to him because I'm intimidated. What I'm trying to tell you is when people see you at times and they contend with you, it's not that you're annoying. It's not that you're wrong. It is not that you're saying stuff that is not making sense. It's that when people see you, they see a lion and they get intimidated when they see a lion. And so contention comes because you have a lion spirit. Can't control Mark, even if I tried. There's something about him that just, he just, he's so. Mm. That's right, baby. Because the one that runs my life, his name is G-O-D. And you need to speak to G-O-D before you get to me. I, I made that to rhyme. <laughs> so what I'm letting y'all know is that they're closing up the wells as if the wells belong to them. We're going to close it up, and we're going to make sure that we harm you. So Isaac leaves the area, and the Bible says that Isaac goes to the same wells that they closed up. Notice, thank you, God, for this revelation. Notice that instead of using the wells, they closed the wells. Because what is not theirs, they cannot function the way it's supposed to function. So it will close up on them whether they want to or whether they don't want to. They close up things that actually give life to other people because it doesn't belong to them. The Bible says they closed up the wells and Isaac comes to the same wells and he reopens them. There's people in your life. There's things in your life that are meant to close things that actually give life to others. And you have to be very, very careful who you let inside of your life and who you do not. Because at the end of the day, God hasn't called me to close up any wells. He's called me to dig some up. So he goes to the same wells that other people have closed and he opens them up again. And he says, the names are going to remain the same, the same as my dad had called them previously. So he's walking around. He's, whoo. Now I want to let y'all know something. Dig in a well because I don't want to be fake with y'all. Dig in a well took everything that they had. 
It was hard work. It wasn't that they went like this and said, wow, water's flowing. No, 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 no. It took them maybe months or maybe a year to dig up a well so they can find water because they didn't have tools like we have today. They had to do it by hand. And sometimes it was so dangerous that the whole well can collapse on you. Digging wells is a hard job. But guess what? He dug a well. He dug the same well that his father had dug previously. He named it the same. And so now the well, which is meant to flow with living water, giving life to other people surrounding it, is now back in action. And what happens next is that people from that area come to Isaac and say, hey, the water that you just dug up, that's our water. Really? This is where Pastor Israel is not the Christian you think he is. I would have said, really? Let's fight for it. Because clearly you came over here and you wanted to disturb the peace. So if you're running your mouth, let's just take it outside. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have been like, I, I wouldn't have been like Elijah. Let's see whose God put down fire. I'm going to bring the fire myself. <laughs> What impresses me about Isaac, he digs the well that, had was, that was closed up in the first place. And now the people from the area are saying, hey, that's our well. The Bible says that Isaac does something that Pastor Israel will never do. He left the well. And went to another area to dig another well. Why would you do that, Isaac? Why would you not contend for your father's wells? Why would you not contend for something that belongs to you? Why would you not fight if it means something to you, if it has your name on it, if the blessing is yours? Why wouldn't you fight for it? Because that's what we teach the church. Fight for your blessing. Even if you have to punch the old lady out, punch her. Fight for your blessing. Fight them. Fight, fight, contention. Fight, 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 fight. That's actually, that's your title, man. I don't know why they stole it like that. The pastor don't know what he's doing. If it's your blessing, why are you fighting for it? Isaac walked away from a well because he knew that the well belonged to him. And as long as the well was doing its job and feeding others, it was okay to walk away. But we will fight for the well instead of going over there and saying, well, this well is running up pretty good. You know what? If it's going to bless your family, go ahead and take it. I'm going to dig another well so another family can take over. Our mindsets are a little bit different when it comes to these things because we are so passionate about contending about something that is ours. It's our, it's my family. They're my daughters. Listen, y'all, I love my daughters. They drive me crazy a little bit. I'm not going to lie. These past two days, I've been questioning adoption. I don't know. It's just certain things that have been on my mind. But listen, listen, I love them. But if anybody gets to try to fight and, and say that my daughters are crazy and, and well, I don't like them, and well, 
I didn't ask you because they're mine. <laughs> and what's mine, I'm going to protect. But Isaac knows that the wells is his. He knows that he dug it up. He knows that God is with him. And he says, it's okay. Use the well. It's still mine. But use it. Because I don't want the well to be closed. What I will do is open more wells. But I don't want to fight over a well that's opened. God help me. I know it. I know. I know. I know. I'm, I know that some of y'all are saying pastors almost six. They start at 630. Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, all that good stuff. But but I, I don't want you to forget and to miss this. Some of us are fighting for wells that are open, that are flowing with water. Why are we fighting for those wells? Go dig up another well. So Isaac leaves and he says okay I'm gonna dig another well and I'm gonna make sure that my people have what it takes and remember what I said it's not an overnight process so they're digging and digging and digging and digging and digging and digging hard work and sweat and digging and digging and digging and digging and digging and I want to just stop right here and say what are you digging for what are you clawing out of? What have you been praying for that has taken so long? And now all of a sudden, the Bible says that they stroke well again. They got a well. They had water. And the people, the same people came and said, hey, that's our well too. At this point, if I'm Isaac, I said, no, no, no. This is where it ends. God, I'm sorry. I'm, co- I'm contending. You mean to tell me that I opened a well? And you guys told me that it was yours when I know it's a lie. And then I leave y'all peacefully. And then I open another well. And y'all telling me that that well is not sufficient. And that this well is also needed. Why do we see the problem in this story as they need to get their own well? Isn't it beautiful that Isaac is opening wells where other people can't? Isn't it beautiful that Isaac is actually digging for other people? Isn't that Christianity? He is digging wells for others and they're kicking him out and he's not even fighting about it. He's just naming it. I got fought over this well, so it's going to be called contention. The ways that these people pick names were no revelation at all. Do not be fooled. If this chair was maroon like it is right now, is it maroon? Is that the color that I'm looking for? Okay. If the chair's maroon, they'll be like, the chair was maroon. I'm going to call this place maroon. That's how they did it back in the days. And I'm like, these people are thinking that it's a revelation. God was here. I'm going to call this place God was here. That's how they did it. I spoke to Pastor Israel in this place. I'm going to call it, I spoke to Pastor Israel. Really? Come up, you're not creative at all. The Bible says he called them contentions. He renamed the names of the wells that his father had given to them. But he let the wells 
go because he sees that expansion is on the horizon. Listen, listen, listen. If you stay at the well that you're fighting for, you will never grow outside of that well. So you have to let that well go. I know you put blood, sweat, and tears into that well. But the well is the well. And the well has fresh water for anybody that comes their way. And you cannot stay in that well because that well is not your end. That well is not your definition. So he leaves the well because he knows there's something bigger that's coming. We can never see growth if we stay in the same area all the time. We we can't see growth without somebody going. We can't see it. I would have never became a pastor if I would have never gone to my pastor and said, hey, listen, I just feel like God is calling me to pastorship. I don't know why. He said, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I said, but I'm, I promise I'm going to stay here with the youth for the whole entire year. I'm going to do my job just like my family, and we're going to do what we got to do. And my pastor, two weeks after that, said, you're released from every single position that you have. I was hurt. I I felt abandoned. I said, whoa, I didn't ask you to do that. I just said that I felt like God was doing that. But God was saying, hey, 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 hey. Don't contend about a well that has free water. Do not contend about that because where I need you has no wells, and I need you to dig. We always want to stay in a place that's beneficial, that already has the work done for us. We never want to dig for a blessing that God has. So God lets it go. I'm sorry, Isaac. The Bible says that he comes to the third well and he digs another well. He's just digging. I'm tired. This digging stuff is hard. The Bible says that no one quarreled over that well. And he called that place wide open spaces. An area for room for what God was about to do. (laughs) Remember, the whole land belongs to him and his generation. But he is not fighting for something that is only a pit stop. I can't fight for a pit stop. I have to keep on going because this is not the permanent location. This is just a pit stop. While I grow and I dig a well for people that are thirsty, but once people say it, your time is up, I got to say it's okay. Time to dig another well someone else. And we stop digging because we, we see water and we think, you're not going to take me away from this well. I've dug this well. I fought for this well. I, I've sweated for this well. And we think, oh, it's okay. I, I'm going to fight until, until this other person goes. What if God is trying to tell you in this season that person would die without the well you dug? So let it go. Let it go. He calls the well. 
I'm going to have open space for what God is going to do. This, this well is going to open so much space. He said, this right here, this is where we're going to get blessed, y'all. This is the place, I'm telling you, where God is going to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. So he dug a well. Listen to this. Listen to the story. Because it gets, it gets so good. It gets so good. So a famine brings him to go to a place where God tells him to stop. He starts growing. And out of nowhere, the people that surround him says, you're becoming too much powerful. You're growing too much. We need you out. So he loses people that could have been united with him because God wants to show him he's the provider. Then he starts digging wells and people start fighting over the wells he dug. And, and, and that still doesn't stop him. He's still, dig, he's still digging other wells and other people are getting fed and other people are getting life and other people are continuously to grow and he finally reaches the place where God says Whoo! I'm about to do something that you've never seen before and he starts growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and and you know what my Bible says I'm finishing Cam by the way you know what my Bible says I'm telling y'all pastor was on time 6 30 we we out You know what the Bible says? He digs the third hole. He grows. I was thinking about it because I had a lot of things on my mind this week. And, um, you know, sometimes your pastor, he just needs to take a drive. And I told my wife, I need to just drive. I need to go somewhere. I need to clear my mind. I need to. I need to be human for a second. I just, I just need my moment to just talk to God. Because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know, you know, what's the next move. And um, God has us praying for so many, so many things. Um, and I'll be honest with you. He's, he's asking us to pray for even a new building. And I don't know why, but that's what he's asking us. And I guess I, I dug a hole here. I don't know why. But I dug a well. And so God is saying, there's so many people that are drinking for this water. But I, I, don't, can't, I can't have you just stagnant. I need you to dig another well. I need you to dig another well. So people are praying. Hey, we need to pray for, for a building of our own where we can have morning service. I know everybody going to praise the Lord on that one. But, but, but it doesn't make sense to me. And I've been praying to God. I've been like, God, just, just talk to me, you know, because... There's a lot of things that are unanswered at this point, and I see you moving. Like, like, look at the room. I'm telling, he's moving, y'all, and 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 it's just mind blowing at this point because I, I believed for what I'm seeing now, and it's 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 growing, and it and there's more people that are coming, and uh, I started driving, and I was just driving and driving, and um, I landed in this place where. Me and Stephanie have gone several times. We've prayed over it. It's just a, an open, wide space. And I haven't really told anybody except for Pastor uh, Brett. And um, I just, just go over there and pray. It's just so crazy, y'all. The thing is like 37 acres and astronomical number of a price. Something crazy, right? And um, I, just, I just go over there. Sometimes I went with my family and my wife's like, hey, they're going to kick us out of here. Like, this is crazy. And I just go there. But I was driving, I was driving, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, go, go back to that place. I said, all right, I'll just go to the place. And I went, I went, and I parked my car there. 
And uh, I just look at this open field. It's so wide. I felt like the pulse of God in that place just, just wrapped me up. But one of the things that caught my attention is that on the description, it says it has a deep, deep well. And it caught my attention, BG, so much. It said it has a deep well. Oh, so you could feed cattle and feed other things. And you guys are not cattle. Please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I don't want that, that type of smoke. I, I think y'all all are lovely. But um, it said it has a deep well and it could feed cattle and things of that nature. And it caught my attention. It caught my attention. I said, wow, wells, wells, you're, you're about to give us something where we can have room to grow. And, uh, and you don't want us fighting for things that already have our name on it. <laughs> I'm, uh, listen, y'all, I don't know what God is doing. I'm telling y'all, he don't want me fighting for things that he's already declared mine. And he, he said, just whenever you create a well, just, just let it go. If it's, there's contentions, let it go and, and have people drink from that well and go and dig another well. And this place is so massive. This, I'm telling you, just acres and acres. And I said, man, this one well, this one deep well can take over this whole entire, this whole entire land. The, the well is for the land. I said, it's just a well so much space but the deeper the well is the more it can feed and I was thinking about that I prayed said God I don't know why you brought me here but I know that you have something to talk to me about wells and I want to tell you something Freedom Church what God is going to do in your life is more than what you are seeing right now I want you to understand you didn't come to just no ordinary place. Because I didn't come to do any ordinary things. And I'm not saying that I'm a perfect man because God knows I'm not. My wife will be the first one to tell you he's not a perfect man. She'll die me out in a heartbeat. But what I do know is that God has given me visions. And he's allowed me to dream. And I will never, ever stop dreaming. I will never, ever stop having visions. I will never stop believing that God can do the impossible. And so I'm just there. I'm just praying. I'm praying. And it brought me to this passage in John chapter 4. And I finish with this. Jesus tired. He comes and he sits at the well of Jacob, by the way. The Bible says he sits down on Jacob's well. The son of Isaac. He sits down on the well. He's tired. And here comes this woman, a Samaritan woman, which we spoke briefly yet last week about it. And, and, and I said why she was kind of arguing the topic because she was a Samaritan as well. So she comes and she tells, she, she's trying to get water from this well, but she's getting water from this well at a very weird place. At, I'm sorry, at a weird time because she has contention with everyone around her. So she comes at 12 noon when nobody gets water because she wants to be by herself. But Jesus 
was sitting at the well at time that she came and she's coming and she goes, oh God, no. How can you put somebody here that's Jewish man? Why, why? I'm already in contention with my own people. You want me to put contentions between a Jewish person already? So she comes and she's just trying to get water from the well to feed her, her life and to feed herself. And she tries and Jesus says, can you give me a drink? This man is bothering her. And she says, hey, listen, why are you asking me? You're Jewish, I'm Samaritan. This doesn't work out. But what, what excites me is that a woman that is thirsty is coming to the well. That somebody dug up. She's coming to Jacob's well that they had dug up a long time ago that was still feeding people at this time, years later, it's Jacob's well. And they dug it up. And here she comes. She's thirsty and she wants water from a well that somebody dug up a long time ago. And here's Jesus sitting on the well, ready to dig in her business. Because if God is in proximity to you and you allow him to dig deep enough He'll make you into a well. And so from Isaac, he's letting Isaac know dig wells so other people can drink. Physical wells that other people can drink. But in the New Testament, God is making actual people wells that people can drink from as well. And so he, he separates both of them. Isaac, make physical wells that people can actually grab and drink water but the Samaritan woman would be a well that people can latch onto by experience and say where can I go and become a well as well you know why because the well that Isaac was digging was not his provision Isaac was already connected to the well in the first place what I'm telling you Freedom Church is that God is not going to put us in a grand land for expansion just to sit down in it and admire. He's not going to give us things that other people are going to envy us so we can go, aha, I told you. He's giving us things because he's expecting that he doesn't have only one well. He has hundreds. Because wherever your ministry goes, there's a well. Wherever your ministry goes, there's another well. Wherever your ministry goes, there's another well. Wherever I go, there's another well. If we do not become wells, we are wasting our time. So, so God spoke to me and said, tell my church that I want them to become wells. Do not contend about things that you already know that God has provided for you. Do not contend for things that he has already promised you and has already declared over your life. But why are you doing that? Because God told me so, period, point blank. Galatians says, am I pleasing man or am I pleasing God? Because I don't really know which one it is. I think it's God. I don't have no explanation for what I'm doing. All I know is that God wants me to be a well somewhere. That's it. That's all I know. You think God brought y'all here to, to just fill the seats 
So pastor can feel good about himself and go, oh my God, the church is full. If the church is full and there's not a single well here, we might as well be as empty as any other. You're a well, I'm a well, you're a well, I'm a well, she's a well, they're a well. Keep digging, keep believing, keep trusting, keep your faith intact in what God is about to do. Because what he's about to give us in our hands is not going to be something simple. It's not going to be something that you're going to say, yeah, they could have achieved that. What he's about to give us in our hands, people are going to say, how? And guess what? I want to be a well. I want to be a well for even those that contended with me. I know that that one is another subject. I can't forgive him because he hurt my feelings. Be a well. Yep. They called me out. They called me fake. I know. Just be a well. Even to the people that like they, they just they broke my heart. Yep. Be a well. When the time is right, be a well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a well. Be a well where God can actually do things amongst those people and he can actually transform lives because they're seeing your life as an example. Be a well. The Bible says that the same people that kicked him out. <laughs> oh my God, I love my Bible. The same people that had kicked him out came to him after the third well and said, Isaac! Yo, hey, I didn't know that you would that bless my boy, that God was with you like that. Can you please make a treaty with us? Please don't do any harm to us. And Isaac said, I'm not going to do no such thing. I'm connected to the well. These wells are physical. I have a spiritual well that never runs out. Be ready for those that contended with you to come back and say, I didn't see it before, but now I see it. I didn't see why you made that decision, but now I see it. I didn't, I didn't see why you did what you did, but now I see it. Because God is with you. God is on your side. And what God is about to do in your life is expand such in a way that people will have no doubt that God called you. Be a well just like he is a well. Stand on your feet. I want to say this. It is difficult at times to be a well when you have run out of water. It is difficult to be a well when people have run you dry. There is someone that sees all and knows all. And he will replenish you with everything you need. Do not fight. Do not open your mouth. Let what you think the hard work that you had done go and let God compensate you he's your provider 
He will lead you to green pastures. He will take care of all of your needs. You just be sure to be a well when the time comes. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your word. Thank you for glorifying yourself in us. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for this beautiful time in your presence. I know that I know that you are here in this place and that there are people that need wells desperately, that they need wells, that they are, they're just, they're just in need of something that can change their life forever. And you are that solution. You are that answer. You are the one that does all things good according to those that believe in you and that love you. Lord, I know that to be true. And Lord, today I ask you and I declare on every single life that they can become a well. Lead them to the place where they can find the answers and give them the opportunity to change someone's life as they have been changed as well i ask you this in your name i declare victory in the families victory in the ministries victory in the marriages victory in our families victory in our church victory in everything that we touch everything that we move everything that we go you will be with us because it is not the actual place it's the actual promise that you are going to be with us wherever we go I I don't know why you keep on asking us to pray for crazy things, but we're going to believe and trust in you. We're going to believe that you're going to do amazing things that you have never done in our lives yet, but we are going to be witnesses of your power. We're going to be witnesses of your truth and your glory. I pray right now. For Corinne and her family. Lord, there is a calling upon her life. She's a well. And people will receive life when they come in contact with her. But life has left her so dry that she feels that she cannot be a well for others. I'm so glad that we're going to dismantle the lie of the enemy today. And we declare her life, her family's life, a well of living water. That you are going to be with them wherever she goes. That you're going to provide for her like never before. That you're going to transform her life like never before. And she's going to be able to see you fulfill the promises that she's once heard and never believed. Today, we dismantle the lies of the enemy. And we declare victory over her life, over her marriage, over her children, over her generation, over everything she touches, over everything she is having to watch over. We declare victory in your name as we pray. Somebody better give him praise. Jomira, go wrap your hands around that woman right now. As God continues to to touch the lives. Carmen, she's, she's a well. You just had to dig. That's it. And your hard work has not been for nothing. 
because when you see that well turn into another well and turn into another well and all your children's be wells, you're going to know that God, he's not a God to lie, but he is a God to fulfill every promise that he's declared in your life and you're going to see it and you're going to believe it and you're going to preach on it. When all of your children come here and they turn into wells. Thank you, God, for these promises. Thank you for his word in our lives. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. If you would like to learn more about who we are and what we believe at Freedom Church, then make sure you visit our website at freedomchurchfamily.com. You will find it easy to invest in this ministry as well as be a part of our upcoming events. Thank you so much for listening and remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this one. We pray you accept this gift of freedom and share it with someone you know.